You're listening to CITR 101.9, broadcasting from UBC's Point Grey campus, located on the traditional, unceded, Coast Salish territory of the Hunkaminam-speaking Musqueam people. Yes, you've gotten a noise complaint. Hello, everybody, and welcome. You got to tune to CITR 101.9 FM, broadcasting live from the University of British Columbia, which is situated on the ancestral territory of the Musqueam people. My name is Jasper, and today you're listening to a very special edition of Noise Complaint. We have, we're probably setting a record for the most guests we've ever had on the show. And we will we'll get to introducing each of them in turn because there's so many. But I'm going to start off by introducing uh, my friend Tarek. He's a writer. He's a musician. He is a uh, UBC faculty member. And he's uh, joining me today live via Zoom. Tarek, how are you? I am well, Jasper. Thank you for uh, having us on your show. Hey, it's such a pleasure. Thanks for coming. And thanks, everyone, for being here. Uh, maybe we could just start by Tariq, you telling us a little bit about what is happening today. <laughs> yeah, sure. Um, so I teach a, a lyric class. I teach a number of lyric classes at UBC, and this is my uh, advanced lyric class. It's a small workshop class. I have 12 students in it, and they are a mix of um, BFA students, Bachelor of Fine Arts students in creative writing, and also MFA students, Master's students in creative writing. Uh, and essentially, our our task over the term is to have the students um, write songs. And, and they present them to the class, and we discuss them. Um, they get to work on various musical exercises and different projects as well. And we talk about craft. And so we really try and dig down deep into the songwriting process, both uh, from sort of a broad spectrum of looking at songs and also to their own uh, works, which is what we're going to share on the show today. You're going to get a chance to hear uh, things that the students have been actually working on um, over the course of the term that they've chosen to share with everybody. Uh, very cool. And if I'm if I'm understanding correctly, this is this is the last class of the semester. Yeah. Yeah. Believe it or not, it is. Yeah. So, am I? Is is this like a sort of final project kind of moment for the class? Like this is sort of the culmination of the semester. Yeah, kind of. I think that's a, it's a nice, I've always felt it was a nice way to kind of end off the term. Um, you know, back in the old days, as you recall, Jasper, we would come into the station and yeah. do a live, do it, do this thing live, you know, uh, which was always fun because and, and, and I'd have students actually perf perform the songs, um, which was kind of cool as well. But, you know, we we work with what we got and we've been, you know, we have been an online class over the term. So um, why not do the same thing that we do, but do it through Zoom and online, and I think it, I think it works. Um, as the, and I just feel it's a nice way to just kind of wrap up the class. You know, we, we, we spend so much time working on things that we don't always get a chance to hear what each other is doing. We yeah. do through the workshops, but everyone writes a lot of different stuff. There's so many exercises and, and writing challenges, and they don't get to hear all that. So I think it's, anyway, it's nice to kind of hear where uh, people are at again and, and, a, and a good way to wrap the semester up that way. You know, my first day ever at CITR was the day, it was March, I guess, 2019. And it was the day that your class came in to, uh, to do, uh, the live sessions. Oh, oh no kidding. Yeah. My very wow. first day. Yeah. 
um, well, great. Let's let's get right to it. Um, uh, who are we going to start with, Tarek? Could you introduce our first host? Yes, we're going to start with uh, a student named Spencer Oaks. And does Spencer want to speak to the song first before we play it? Or? Um, I think we should uh, play the song first. Okay. Okay, so we're going to start with the song. Uh, do you want to just give us the name of the song? This song is called Motorcade.
Oh, right on. Very cool. Yeah. Woo. I see the chat is popping off, which oh, is yeah. great. Everybody's everybody's already jumping in. Yeah, I love that. It's great. Uh, so Spencer, why don't, do you want to tell us a little bit about the song and where what you were what you were thinking? Yeah, sure. Um, can you hear me? Is it all good? Yeah, you sound great. Sweet. Um, yeah, I mean, what's the song about? I don't know. I sit around worrying a lot about technology. I don't know if anyone else does that, but it gives me lots of anxiety. Just technology on the whole, mm. and just the way that it's changing everything around us so quickly um i think i might have saw in the news like trump rolling down the highway in, in his motorcade one time as presidents often do and i kind of was like oh it'd be pretty weird to be isolated in like a motorcade like that and kind of got to thinking about the parallels of how technology sort of feels like that sometimes and mm. the way we're all like siloed and isolated behind our screens you know you got these glass walls screens and windows and I don't know, I just started kind of making comparisons to to that that paranoid isolation that can kind of come from too much technology and the way that it sort of parallels to, I don't know, anyone that's trying to protect themselves from the outside world. Yeah, contemporaneous anxiety <laughs> from technology and division and, and, and glass and screens, yeah. I, I, I yeah, let's through. start the show off with the uh, happy vibes, you know? Sure. <laughs> I think, and I think a lot of people identified this in the chat already. This sort of, I think the post-punk aesthetic that you went with really, really suits that well. Sure. You know, um, yeah, it was right away. I got that that strong sense of the like '80s synthesizer, the drum sound, that you know, that bass performance, like everything about it, just immediately pulled me into the '80s, into the late '80s, and and um, I, yeah, very, really enjoyed that. Sweet, thank you. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a drummer by trade, so I kind of started with the rhythm section, and it, I'm very limited in terms of guitar abilities, so mm -hmm. everything was very minimal and everything. But yeah, thank you. I think starting from 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 a rhythm per, is something that I don't do often, but I find it it can be really stimulating. You know, it really like can put a song in your head without having before you've written a song. You know, you just start moving. Um, I don't know if anyone else has had that experience. I, I, I guess feel free to feel free to unmute and, and join the conversation at any point if anyone wishes to. I know it's kind of clumsy on Zoom, but but yeah, great. Um, no, I think that's a great point that you're raising there. That, that working with rhythm, and we we've talked about different ways of working. You know, uh, and another thing that I think about, and it ties into the rhythm thing, is that you can do it with the computers. You know, you've got you can have loops and and beats and things like that, and. And, uh, and, you know, I think this song is a perfect example as well of the kind of work that students have been doing in this class that using the technology, you know, uh, using these recording software programs and to create pretty great sounding tracks, as you heard. Right. So that's uh, that's impressive. Yeah, it really is amazing what what what, what we can all do from home now. It's great. Yeah, that sounded great. W well done, Spencer. Thank you very much. So would you like to throw to our uh, our next host, Spencer? Who's it going to be next? Yeah, uh, up next we have Tareen Thomas. Tareen, welcome. Hi. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Yeah, I'm having fun. I'm having fun. Um, so, would you like to um, would you like to say anything about your piece before we hear it, or do you think you want us to hear it first? Um, maybe I'll just say one quick thing. Cool. Uh, it's 
kind of uh, along the lines of how Spencer's song was. I get really paranoid about the end of the world a lot. And this song was birthed out of a loop I found on GarageBand of just an air horn and a siren. And I started cool. playing with that. And then um, this song came along. And I'll talk more about it after it's played. Okay. What, um, what do you call this piece? Lullaby. We've all got something to say I haven't been the first to say I'm angry And yes, we've all got things to hide But the children are going to play outside Spill your secrets with all of us waiting You ruined our water, ruined our tides Now we've nowhere to run and hide to see there's no hope for our pain. I could talk about all the reasons silence could be an act of violence, or I could say nothing. Let you reap the joys of ignorance until you violently die at the hands of contemporary rioters who've seen you smile too many fucking times in the face of oppression. I could do this because too many times I've been joyless, consequently, by my inability to be silent. But would me being silent bring me joy or an act of violence into my life? I can't remember a time where I was just happy. If a consequence of silence is violence, a consequence of violence is absence of joy, an intergenerational absence of joy. What is the consequence of that? Me, 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 me. You get me. Consequently, me. But hey, I'm great, right? I can sit at these tables and play these stupid games while sing fancy words and act like I'm not burning from the inside out. What would be the consequence for my death? Canada has proven time and time again. Nothing, 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 nothing. Wow. wow. Yeah, so <laughs> it's kind of sad. Um, but yeah, it kind of started from that air horn. I was just thinking about the state of the world we're in now, like all locked in our apartments um, with the pandemic and everything and everything that's happening in the world, global warming and the state of our environment and everything that's been going on. It just... Um, yeah, I feel like I kind of put all of that into the spoken word piece in the song. And I wanted to do something for this project that blended, um, like, my main genre. I write a lot of poetry mm-hmm. with with my voice and with the music that I'm trying to create. And everything that I created kind of sounded like this post-apocalyptic um, end-of-the-world EP, which I'm actually pretty happy about, even though it sounds really depressing and sad. Um, but I'm really happy with the end product yeah um you should be that that sounded great the production value on that was was great i loved the uh the vocal treatment you had on the spoken word part uh it was it had it it was so clear and so it had like a like an asmr kind of quality to it 
Um, and there was also like subtle, there was kind of subtle effects happening just underneath it. Um, I'm not sure what, maybe you could talk about that a bit because it, it, it just really, I really responded to it. Yeah, um, I recorded this in my best friend's living room um, with uh, with one of my friends, Mike's, and we were just fooling around in GarageBand for hours until like six in the morning one night. And um, yeah, I got a lot of help from my friend Mac, who is amazing. And we just really played around. It was the first time that um, I used GarageBand for something like, because uh, before I'd worked with one of my other producer friends and um, we'd work with Pro Tools or something that was a bit more difficult to understand. But with this class, we've been kind of working with different DAWs and I've been trying to like mm. figure out um, how they work. And I've been mixing a lot of my poetry and kind of learning how to um, change the way my voice sounds. But yeah, it was just a lot of trial and error, uh, just sitting around for hours and hours. Well, well, you know what's really cool is I've, I've heard you use the, the word play several times th- when you've been talking about how this song happened like you you mentioned you found this siren sample and you just started playing with it and when you were mm-hmm. talking you know and you were just saying you you were just playing around with your friend until 6 a.m in the morning in the living room and i think that's always a really good place to approach music from you know from a from a place of play and just like just you know exploring yeah, yeah. for sure yeah. when the, the 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 first kind of iteration of the song was part of an exercise that Tark got us to do and it sounds completely different um from how it sounds now but yeah I'd like to I'd like to see it evolve I think I'm not I think I'm still gonna play with it a little bit uh before I release it possibly sometime in the new year oh so so that's very exciting you said you have a you it's part of an EP that you've you've finished or almost yeah yeah well we all we all created a three song EP for for this class uh so I'm really fortunate to be able to kind of like be in this class and be put in that headspace to actually make me want to release music because before it was just kind of a hobby but mm. now it's something that I feel like I'm getting a lot more serious about which is exciting right on that's such a cool what a cool thing to have at the end of the class hey to yeah for sure yeah that's awesome well thanks yeah, and it's really really cool to hear it too right it's nice to know that <clears throat> that that you know that students can like grow in a class or, or discover things that they never did before and then and suddenly start trying new genres and things like that right and it's uh that's exciting for me to hear too i know? bet so, yeah all right well thank you so much taryn for sharing that that was great no worries thank you who uh who are you throwing to next uh gabby gabby hello hi welcome how are you okay. gabby I'm all right. How are you? We're uh, we're good. I'm good. Um, uh, so tell us a little bit about uh, well, or or not, or um, w- do you want to talk about your piece first, or should we hear it? Um, let's just hear it. It's you want to go straight to it? So, okay, okay let's see. Yeah. Here. Okay. Okay. Uh, Gabby, uh, what is the song called? Uh, it's called "The Believing." Sunday evening, you danced around the mirror, acting like Madonna with the hairbrush as your mic. And when you're not a pop star, you're a pop 
you're a princess And yesterday you said you'd teach me how to fly You make it look so easy that I believe in I wish that I could see what you see I wish that I could tell Thanks, Gabby. So what wh- what would you like to tell us about that piece? Um, I think it's just kind of, I interpret it as like the barrier, or not barrier, but the contrast in perception between um, someone that is still like really actively in their imagination and their world is like rooted in that um, to kind of transitioning to um, being a little more it takes a little bit more work to like get to that state and it's it's different than it used to be so I was kind of like inspired by someone that I used to babysit I was kind of like always aware of that difference um and yeah when you say when you say it's different than it used to be what what do you mean 
well I just think um imagination is is so different like when you're younger and like mm. almost it's not like more vivid but I think it's definitely easier to access and I think like as you get older for me at least it takes um it takes more active effort to to get there and even when you do like it is a different experience um maybe just because your brain has changed a little bit but I think there's still something really um like special about still being in that state and um, almost being like I think you can still be inspired by observing it in like younger people um, even if it's different now I think it can be still like inspirational in some ways yeah I strong agree with that I think it's hard to shake your adult brain the longer you yeah. the more time you spend in it and um yeah, again, it's like, how do you get back to that sort of state of play, you know? How do you mm-hmm. how do you look at the world like you used to when you know so much? It's it's um and spending time around children really is inspiring, you know, because you it kind of rubs off on you when mm-hmm. you uh you start to yeah. see from their perspective again and you're like, "Oh yeah, right. That is hilarious or or whatever." Yeah. yeah. And it was interesting cuz I hadn't like thought about um this person that I used to like babysit in like seven years like it's been so long it just randomly kind of came up in one of the prompts it uh that we were doing um and and the prompts were interestingly structured um in a way that we couldn't really overthink things and we had to experiment because we only had 10 minutes to come up with them so I think that is an interesting parallel to the meaning of the song that I created the prompt thing is that like an exercise that you folks are doing in the class Mm -hmm. yeah we had to do like a song a day and we could only it it was rough but we only had 10 minutes for it oh wow that's that's cool that's cool yeah i was (laughs) i know it sounds like i'm torturing everybody right wow uh <laughs> but you know, I mean, there's yeah, it's 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 cool. It's 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 cool to see what you can come up with in a short amount of time. And sometimes that's I think that's a good exercise. I don't know if you do that, Jasper, but uh, sort of force yourself to to uh, to write something in a short period of time. I took it from a Jeff Tweedy um, book that he that he just put out called How to Write One Song, and, mm. and he talks about this exact thing that sometimes he's you know in a, on a tour on tour and waiting for the tour bus to show up in the hotel is like well i've got 10 minutes i'm gonna try to write a song mm-hmm. you know like really try to be productive in those in those minutes where you think oh, i'll just like sift through my phone and i can't do anything and he he would come up with some interesting ideas you know yeah yeah and i think you should give yourself as many opportunities as you can to surprise yourself with what you can do yeah. in those those little moments yeah oh very cool very cool well thanks thanks gabby that was great thank you um, and I think Valley, if you want to go next. Yes. Hi. Hi, Valley. Good to see you. Nice to see you. How are you? I'm I'm great. I'm great. Thanks. Yeah. So, Valley, what 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 do we have coming up next? Okay. Um, I was, I don't know if you noticed in the chat, but we were all kind of commenting on kind of the the sad kind of vibes that have been coming through um, our music in the past few songs. I'm going to kind of continue that. It is a love song, but it is kind of a sad love song. So I'll let you listen to it. It's called June. And then I can chat a little bit more about that afterwards.
would you like to tell us about it Bally? um yeah i a couple different elements i think in terms of production i'm <laughs> not the best producer in the world um gabby and i were actually chatting about trying to find an online production course to maybe get better so that if we take this class again in the future we can just you know <laughs> have everything going for us um but yeah i was trying to kind of try new things on garage band most of my songs um and demos before you know a, a producer comes in are usually just myself and, and a guitar um because that's what i think i'm the most comfortable with mm. but 
I did try to bring in, you know, a little bit of piano and then try and do uh, lots of different, you know, vocal layering and harmonies as well. I think everybody really responded to your harmonies. Um, the chat was, the chat is, is overflowing with harmony, harmony comments. Yeah. Um, and I feel the same. I thought, I thought the vocal treatments were really compelling. Um, and it was, I think, I think harmony is a great way to introduce just introduce excitement you know to a to a recording i think people it's so human you know you just hearing people sing and hearing yourself sing six times all at once it's yeah you really did a great job with the feel of of with the harmonies i thought thank you any does anyone else want to hop in on you know feel free to unmute i don't want to you know be the the guy talking too much but um um yeah, and one other thought I had, Valley, about you were saying you were talking about production, about you know getting better at production. I think that is something. It's good to like get to the place where you can do the things that's in your head. But you know, th- I think production's all about style. You know, it's like I think developing a style is 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 like I think not knowing what you're doing is also kind of a virtue. And like, you know, composing on instruments you're not comfortable with is a really good thing to do, which I think you were also talking about. You were saying that like guitar is your main thing and um, you did this one on piano. Yeah, I I definitely agree. I do find though sometimes when I am writing music, I'll get to a point where I have this idea in my mind. I have these lyrics. I have this melody. But as soon as I try to put it into, not into words, but put it into music, I guess. I am kind of stopped um, by my production abilities because yeah. if I don't play, for example, I don't have a drum set in my room. So if I wanted to put drums into my music, um, it's very difficult for me to do that without kind of having that understanding of, um, you know, a door system or having an understanding of more electronic music production. Um, and luckily in this class, we do look at um, doors a little bit. So I have been able to uh, explore garage band a bit more. But I, I think that it is quite interesting when you think about music and, and you look at, you know, artists that, that are doing quite well and you think, oh, wow, you know, they must know how to do all of that. But if you look at, you know, on Spotify, for example, you can look at the the credits um, of the songs and seeing how many names there are and how many people um, are there to make that one song. Um, and, and being able to do that all yourself is, is really incredible for musicians who do. Yes, strong agree. It's, the, it's very powerful to be able to to control these things and, and to sort of make your imagination come to life without having to hire a whole team of producers. And yes, I strongly agree. And I do relate to that frustration. Like I don't know how to program drums either, you know, but I wish I could. Yeah. Can I jump in here real quick? I won't, I won't take it too much time, but I wanted to say, well, I want to say two things. One thing you're doing a great job, Jasper. So keep it, keep, oh, thanks. keep rolling the way you're rolling. Um, Secondly, I I have, you know, can I tell you my, my, my sort of dream fantasy? It's a dream fantasy, but it would be that, you know, that we had a, a, a recording studio, that we have this class in a kind of mini recording studio. Oh, yeah. Um, somewhere down the line, right? I think that would be 
really awesome. I always have this fantasy of, yeah, having everyone around a console or something and then recording one big song at the, uh, uh, at the end of the term or doing something like that. Yeah. Um, who knows? Maybe we can pitch that idea. Well, I'll, I'll, I'll try to work on Alex over at uh, Creative Writing. Yeah, you know, if if you ever want to use the studios here at CITR, that's what they're True. for. So we could True. something to think about for the future. Right. Maybe cutting a track or something in the studio. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe yeah. you could be maybe you could try your producing chops at that moment. Yeah. Be our producer. Well, thanks a lot, Valley. That was that was great. And I will pass it off to someone who I think actually does a very good job at production. I'll pass it over to Eleanor. Hello. Hi, Eleanor. Welcome. Hi, how are you? Doing good. Thanks. How are you? I'm good. Thanks. So, Eleanor, uh, what is happening next on our program? Um, okay, so I'll talk about the song after it plays, but okay. it's called Burnt Toast. Give me one moment here. Let me track this down. Okay, here it is.
Yeah. Woo, 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 woo. Wow, what a catchy tune. I just realized I wasn't on mute for that whole thing, but hopefully you didn't hear me tapping away. Uh, well, even if you were, I think that's okay. Okay. <laughs> wow, great song. Great production. Uh, what can you tell us about it? Yeah, um, I was thinking a lot about um, like kind of regression of emotion and dealing with like, I guess, adult situations in childish ways. So I wanted to write a song that was kind of like petulant and petty mm. and jealous but also sincere. So that was, yeah, so this mm. is what came out. Interesting. Yeah, there there was definitely, um, I didn't pick up on any like petulance or anything, but I did, I did, there was almost this like really playful, there was a really poppy playfulness to it that um, maybe, maybe that's what I'm responding to. Um, I, well, yeah, I thought that was great. I, I really loved the, the sound palette, the tonal palette. I liked how, you had like an evolving vocal treatment, like your the sound yeah. of your voice changed at, with each section of the song. Yeah, I wanted to experiment kind of with more distortion on mm. the vocals. I still don't really know how to produce vocals, so I was trying to play around with like how much is too much mm. and sort of using it to create distance. So yeah, it was experimental. Yeah, there was a lot of saturation. Everything was yeah. like saturated in a in a very pleasing way. I thought. Uh, can I ask you about the title? Yeah, um, um, I just called it that because I just mentioned that I burned toes. I was just trying to create images of like just sort of melancholy, I guess, mm. and like little mundane mistakes, like burning toast. Yeah, that's where my mind went. I thought of all of the times that I've just like been at home sleepy because I just woke up and I burned my toast, you know, and it, yeah. it conjures it conjures specific feelings for me as, as I'm sure it does for, for anyone listening, because we've all, we've all been there. Um, very cool. Very cool. Thanks, Eleanor. Thank you. Crimes and Treasons Radio. This is Riff Raff. Every Tuesday from 9 to 11 p.m. on 101.9 FM. Yes, yes, you and I rockin' with the best, 101.9 CITR Radio. Crimes and Treasons, this is your boy Just Blaze. Right now you're rocking with Jules Andre Brown, Rolly Bells, Jamal Steels, and Horsepower. You know what it is, all right? Yo, I am Sue, man. I want to shout out Crimes and Treasons Radio, man. CITR 101.9, man. Turn up, turn up, turn up. Vancouver Reloaded, playing your favorite tunes and mouth-humping your ear holes full of voice talk. Yeah, we do that. Are you a BIPOC individual at UBC who's interested in journalism? Well, the UBC, UBC official student newspaper, has a dedicated space for you. The UBC staff and UBC journalism students have launched the Canadian Journalists of Color UBC Chapter Facebook group. We're also aiming to host meetings, speakers, and workshops in the near future. You can search for us on Facebook or give us a shout at coordinating at ubc.ca. 
so uh, uh, who's next, Eleanor, on the on the hit parade? All right, um, I'll hand it over to Cole. Welcome, Cole. Hey. All right, how are you? Great. Yeah, it's exciting to be on. This is fun. This is it's so cool yeah. that we can make this happen, you know, all from our own homes. I mean, for everyone listening at so home, fun. if maybe you're just tuning in, but we're doing this on Zoom, so we're all we're all in our respective homes and bedrooms and we're just looking at each other on the screen and, and sharing sharing songs from uh, Creative Writing 411, Writing for Lyric Forms. And our next presenter is Cole. So Cole, maybe tell us a little bit about what we're going to hear. Sure. Yeah, my name's Cole, and I'm uh, just starting my MFA with the focus on lyric writing. And this this song is sort of special because it's my band's first single that we just released on Bandcamp. My band is called Tall Mary, and we are just about to sort of start being a band, but then COVID hit, so oh. then we couldn't do anything. Um, so, But now at least we have a single out, so this is that single. Okay, congratulations. Uh, uh, what's the song called? The song is called Camping Prayer. Sarcophagus 
was a journey. <laughs> Very cool piece of musical. Yeah. Yeah. What would? Can you tell us a bit about it? Yeah, sure. How this piece sort of started with was with the loop um, in the sort of calmer forest kind of section. I work a lot with guitar loops, and mm. like we've been talking about so far in this show, um, play is pretty important to me. And I've always been a person who's very anxious about writing, and that's sort of my main thing that I work with when being creative and that I have to overcome is being anxious mm. or worried or sort of over-editing, those kind of things. Um, so I've found Im improvising and making loops and just storing hundreds of loops and sort of having a, a backlog really useful for me. This loop I actually made when I was just showing a friend, an old friend I hadn't seen for a while, how to make loops. And he was like, oh, how do you make loops? And I was like, oh, like you do this. And then mm -hmm. I just like made this little loop. Um, but then I listened to it later in my catalog of loops. And I was like, oh, I really like this one. So I've been trying to trying to make that into a song for a while, but this is the first time it really sort of came together. Mm. Yeah, so much of, I, I, I share your anxiety about being creative and writing. And I think so much, so much about like, writing is just finding those ways that you can get over that like finding the solution to getting over yourself so that you can just make stuff you know um, yeah yeah i and i that's 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 all that's a great cool that's a really cool way to do it you know like just woodshed these little pieces these loops or whatever it is you know scraps of lyrics or it could be images or whatever like gets you fired up and puts ideas in your head um yeah wow that that song was such a journey you know it um uh started out so raw and expressive and sort of unbridled and then it suddenly veers wildly into this moment of like restraint and control and so it becomes so intimate and then it and it grew I, yeah the chat was again the, i wish everyone at home could could see the chat because it's there's there's mm -hmm. so much great interaction happening on the chat um anyone else have any other thoughts they want to contribute to the uh to to Cole's piece or anything else? I just wanted to say, speaking of the chat, we've all come up with some some merch ideas. So mm -hmm. I think everyone in the class is very excited to see where this goes. Wait, can you tell us about the merch ideas? Cole, do you want to talk a little bit about that? Oh yeah, sure. Yeah, everyone was talking about being excited to buy buy T-shirts from my band and thinking about ideas for T-shirts, which is cool. I'm excited about that too. <laughs> Um, and Claudine came with the idea of having the word sarcophagus in the back of the shirt, which is a pretty cool idea. Cool. That's sort of the, the weird word in this piece, the like strange word that stands out. So we've been talking about it. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think the name, uh, camping prayer, that's the name of the song, correct? And the, your band's called tall Mary. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. camping prayer uh, is a really interesting title. It's very visual for me. Um, what, mm. can you talk about the title a bit? Yeah, so I write a lot about, um, on one hand, I write a lot about gender since I'm gender fluid. On the other hand, I write a lot about work and working and workers. Um, okay. And so, but this is very much about just the work, this one, and about how to me camping is like sort of the opposite of work. So I was thinking mm. how everyone's, you know, at work, working their shitty 40 hour jobs, mm -hmm. um, thinking about camping and just sort of wishing they were camping. But then when they go camping, they just like drink and get high and get so <laughs> fucked. They just erase, erase themselves. Um, and so I was sort of thinking about what, what's the reason behind that. Mm. Um, so it's sort of an interesting, in a way, getting really lit like that. It does <laughs> bring you into the present in a way in, in that you're, you don't remember that you're going to have to leave in a few days. 
um, and you won't be camping anymore and you have to go back to work. Mm -hmm. um, and so I feel like there's sort of a function to just erasing your consciousness in that way. Mm. It's not like a necessarily too uh, healthy, but it, 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 there's something like sort of ascetic about it that I wanted to capture. Yeah, it's an it's an interesting urge that that a lot of us share, you know, the the urge to erase our consciousness from time to time. I think, well, I mean, a consciousness is as wonderful as it is, is a bit of a burden. <laughs> so yeah, it's, it's it nice is, yeah. to take a break hence, from it from time to time. Um, hence all of our sad songs in this class that our consciousness has right? created. <laughs> well, thanks a lot, Cole. That's, that was a very cool piece of music. Um, thanks, Jasper. Where, let's, let's keep, let's keep the, the, the show going. Who are we headed to next, Cole? How about Edie? Edie, hi, Edie. Hi. Welcome to the show. Um, uh, where where would you like to start, Edie? Do you want to say anything about the piece you're going to share before we hear it, or should we just dive right in? I think we can dive right in the way we've been doing. Um, this one's called Leave It Up To You. I think most of the class has heard it. Thank you. 
lovely piece of music. That was great. Um, what what can you tell us about it, Edie? Um, so, uh, I play fiddle, and that that song is sort of like there's a set of tunes that I like to play together. Um, so it's sort of wandering through like the the patterns of those tunes, but it's kind of doing its own thing. Um, and yeah, they've got like a bit of an edgy, melancholy feeling to them. Uh, and so I wanted to draw that out a bit. I like I like the use of the word wandering. Uh, I, th- I think that that's how it felt. It did feel like I was on a bit of a wander, you know, um, a really pleasant wander. And, yeah, it was love. And I love I really like how you used your voice like a violin as well. Um, or fiddle, I suppose. Um, uh, the way you supported the song with just your voice and a violin, and it was such like a full. It had like a full range of sound, you know. And it's it's really, it's really cool to be able to build a song like that with with just those simple elements. Thanks. Yeah, it was fun. It was fun to put together and. Play has been coming up a lot in this class, and mm-hmm. that's one of my favorite ways to play music is sort of to improvise around something that um, is repeated. Mm. So that was also part of the process. Yeah. Do you work with Do you work with loops a lot? Well, um, I would love to. But I don't know how it works um, really. So it's I'm I was playing everything kind of all the way through. Mm-hmm. Um, but I guess I'm I'm kind of imitating what looping is like. Yeah, um, yeah, it's still a loop if you if you still manually play it play it over okay, and over. I suppose. Uh, yeah, um, yeah, you should hang out with Cole and and you know learn some looping tricks. Or I think we're we're one SkyTrain stop away from each other. Oh, that's great. We discovered that a while ago. Right on, right on. Cool. Anyone else want to say anything before we pass the potato? Okay. Well, Edie, thanks for for sharing that song. It was a beautiful piece. Yeah, sure. Um, I will pass the potato to Claudine. Hi, Claudine. Hello. Welcome to the broadcast. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Um, I think we can just play my song first, and then I'll talk about it afterwards. Okay. Uh, What do you call this piece, Claudine? Uh, This is called Where Do They Go?
Everyone's everyone in the chat is talking about how we have a mouse song. Um, Claudine, what can you tell us about about your piece? Um, yeah, first I should probably point out that I'm not the one singing. Uh, it's actually my really good friend Hannah. Uh, I asked her to sing this song for me even before I wrote it, just because I knew I didn't want to record my own voice. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, and so actually a lot of like what this song turned out to be and be about was kind of inspired by um, knowing that she was going to be the one singing. So I asked her like, oh, what do you want to sing? And she's like, oh, like something cute. And I was like, okay, like mice are cute. So let's just, let's, let's write a song about that. Oh, interesting. So that's where you started from. Um, yeah, basically. Mm. Um, and then from that, there was kind of just the first line, like, Oh, there's a mouse on his way home. I thought that was just such a cute image that I kind of wanted to to keep going with that. Like, oh, where's where's he coming from? Where's he going? Who's yeah. waiting for him? And yeah, I kind of created the whole family from that. The whole picture. Yeah, yeah. How did you? Can you talk about maybe what it was like to write, knowing that, like, in a way, you were writing for someone else, right? And I wonder how if that changed how you wrote, or if it felt different. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I think there's 
almost a kind of safety to it. Um, mm. It's almost like I'm one step removed. Um, and so that was that was really interesting. And then it kind of gave me some freedom just to work with this narrative, however, um, however I might want to, and then not have not worry so much about how people might perceive it and mm-hmm. perceive it in relation to me. Yes, I I hear you. I hear you. Did you um, uh, were you playing the guitar? Yeah, yeah. So I played the guitar, and then I had her had her record the voice. Okay. Yeah, so that was a fun experience. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, I guess that's the first one we've got that sort of was collaborative and in, in, in that in that along that vein. Yeah. Well, it was a lovely piece. It made me it, it made me feel like I was like getting tucked in in a really nice way. You know, it had this nursery rhyme quality that. Um, well, I think I think yeah, it seems like play just keeps coming up, and it, it had it had the, that sort of playful, uh, childlike, innocent kind of thing going on for it that that I enjoyed very much. Yeah, thank you. Thanks. Can I mention one thing here, yeah. Jasper? While I'm, I'm thinking about it, um, you know, for anyone who's listening too, I mean, this is an interesting way of uh, kind of thinking about songwriting. You know, I think some folks are are sometimes nervous about signing up for a uh, lyric writing class you know i teach a couple of them this is the higher level one but i teach a 311 one which is a, a slightly more we call it intermediate lyric forms but you know if if people feel like well i can't sing you know or i can't play an instrument then i can't how do i take that course but there you know you are able if you can write the piece yourself and conceive of the piece yourself obviously you have to do that work but uh you know there's nothing saying you couldn't then get someone to execute the task of singing your demo, you know, um, and, and then you get it, you do get an opportunity to collaborate and then you actually do get a, an opportunity to get your ideas out there because you may have song ideas in your head. You just stopped on that point of like, well, I can't sing. So I guess I'll end that possibility, which maybe you shouldn't end that possibility. Yeah, no doubt. It's just find your people, right? Find the people that yeah. can fill in the blanks for you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Great. Well, Claudine, thanks so much. Thank you. Uh, and I'll pass it off to Ethan. Ethan. Hi, Ethan. Hey, how's it going, Jasper? Hey, hey, it's good to have you. I'm great. How are you? I'm doing all right myself. This has been awesome. Uh, it's really cool to hear everybody's pieces again, some of them for the first time, uh, and some of them just got to hear the bangers once more. Yeah, I've, I'm having a great time. Like, I've been, I know my camera's off because I'm in the studio and we don't have a camera here, but I've been like grinning the whole time. This has been really enjoyable for me as an outsider, you know? So thanks for having me here, folks. I really have enjoying myself. So, Ethan, uh, what what's next on the program? Uh, up next, uh, we have actually it's a great lead-in from Claudine's piece because this is also a collaborative piece. Uh, this was a song I wrote, uh, and I got my sister, uh, my younger sister, who's a first year at uh, Ithaca, um, Ithaca College. She, I got her to do the singing part of it. Great. Oh, so should we go right into it? Uh, yes. Sure. Okay. Uh, what... This is called the Cloud Sea. The smell of sweet tarragon. Close and hold me tight Since you're really my slave at dawn Let us share this fickle moonlight For one last time We shall sleep beside So at least for tonight 
with so much pain in your eyes Or will you forget and hold the clouds And set your course for the sunrise So fill my mind with that sweet, sweet Cloud Sea. Right on. Thank you for that, Ethan. What can you tell us about it? Uh, So this one is actually a funny story of its inception. Uh, I, uh, for our our class, we kind of had two big assignments, uh, which were these these two big songs that we really tried to work on. Um, And for the first one, uh, I actually heard um, Valley's song. And it was a really cool, like, had this really cool fantasy um, kind of speculative fiction aesthetic. And I'm like, wow, that's so much more fun than, like, the realistic song I was writing, which I had a really difficult time with. Mm. So I'm like, yeah, I'll go for something more, like, fantasy-esque or kind of more just, I don't know, more imaginative, more fun, more narrative storytelling um, style. Uh, so that was kind of the theme I had in my mind. Mm-hmm. It's kind then of like, I went for... oh, forgive me, please continue. Oh, no. And then um, I went for kind of like a, uh, I kind of found the chords uh, and then pretty much just played those chords over and over and over and over again. And then I kind of got a melody and it felt kind of like a, like a swing rocking motion. So I was like, totally, maybe we can go like a nautical kind of thing, like a nautical fantasy story. Yeah, that's, uh, that's right where it landed for me. You know, it had okay, that, yes. it had that swaying ocean, ocean vibe. You know, and lyrically, obviously, you you were conjuring the ocean, and I felt like I was getting on, getting. I felt like I was boarding, you know, like an old wooden ship, and like I was saying goodbye to people. And um, yeah, I, you kind of brought something up that that Claudine was talking about, how you know, you once you sort of you were writing about something, whatever, in in your own life, or writing about yourself, and then and then you turned your attention outward, and then it suddenly opened up all of this new possibility for you and it changed the process completely it sounds like mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah hmm. and uh having my um sister sing it as well that was it was more of a difference so i went for a uh, uh kind of like a female point of view or like the lover kind of that stays while the other uh person goes off onto a ship hmm. um and i just i just texted her like the night before i was like hey i have this song can you sing it and she's like yeah send it to me um, and then she gave me this back in like a couple hours. That's so great how we can do that now. Yeah. So is this this was like a new um, a new thing for you to write, you know, a narrative piece that is sort of, fa- I, I mean, you used the word fantasy, but you know, is that a yeah. new exercise? Yeah, yeah, it was. It was a little bit new, um, just because like 
I just had a little bit a little bit of trouble kind of conjuring um re like themes and like a, a kind of I guess tact tactility if that's a word hmm. um from like real uh realism I guess uh hmm. and just because like maybe I haven't had that much practice like in songwriting uh with finding those uh, symbols so I was like eh I'm gonna have more fun and I'm just gonna go somewhere completely different and take the listener to a different place different world um and yeah and that's kind of what I went for no, that's a good instinct I think to just have fun you know <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah and it was really fun it was really fun to make cool well thanks thanks a lot Ethan that was great um who who are we going to next Ethan and I think last we have Emma yes I think so. I think this is our final presentation. Hi, I'm Emma. Hi, Emma. Um, yeah, I think I'm the last one. Uh, I've got a song that uh, I think everyone's heard. I've made a few tweaks since the last time, but it's called Butterflies. Um, and I picked this one because um, I'm completely new to songwriting, so it's not complete. It's not a finished product by any means. But uh, in my writing career, I was always given advice to make sure the character had an arc from the beginning to an end and that they changed from the beginning and the end. Mm -hmm. And that's not true for songwriting, um, where often you're just communicating one singular emotion or, or thought. Um, but I wanted to try to see if I could have a change of perspective for a character in a song as well. Um, so that's what Butterflies is about. And I can talk more a bit afterwards as well. Okay. Silly, the panicked and the shrew Cause you look at all my pieces 
faces like bright paintings in the loop. Maybe love is not comprised of shivers running through my spine. Maybe all those butterflies are nothing more than warning signs. I don't feel butterflies with you. I don't feel warning signs with you. Very cool. Very cool. Emma, what can you tell us about it? Um, yeah, I'd I wanted to write about butterflies because I'd I was doing research on a, a different project and I came across this um I can't remember her name, but it was like this therapist who was talking about why people would get involved with like red flags or uh, emotionally abusive relationships it's mm-hmm. not what the song is about but she came to this interesting point of how we think of butterflies as being like symbols of love but really it's your body telling you that you're experiencing anxiety and that you're not mm. like feeling quite safe around someone uh, which is completely normal when you get into a relationship because you don't know if you can trust them yet or you don't know you're very vulnerable so mm. you're having those those feelings um, that we then associate with falling in love but if that sticks around, then that's not necessarily a good thing. But if you think that that's what love is, then you'll stick around even if you're not feeling, um, even if you're experiencing not very much trust in a relationship. So I wanted to look at a relationship in which um, there is a lot of trust and that becomes almost a problem because the singer doesn't think that they're experiencing love the correct way. I see. Because um, I thought that was an interesting um approach i guess um to the feeling of butterflies um it's definitely a new take actually on 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 the uh yeah that symbol or that trope that i've never heard before which is very cool it's hard to do to find you know (laughs) (laughs) yeah it was definitely a challenge um especially like that trying to transition from one side to the other i think is difficult um or I was trying to think of like what is the most romantic like I don't know I was trying to figure out like more romantic than someone saying I love you mm-hmm. is like someone 
showing you that they're willing to do the work to understand you and to like get you. Um, so I was trying to make that as like the impetus for um, a switch. <laughs> I see. I see. And it's also, it's, it's like a less excite, like it's a less exciting way to talk about love. You know, when, if someone's like, mm-hmm. Oh, I'm going to try to, you know, understand you and hear you. And it's like, that's all great. But it's, it's like, we often do kind of respond more to the butterflies. And even though it's sort of a signal from our ourselves that there is risk at play, but there's something about risk. I think that, that we're drawn to. Um, yeah. And I think it is a pleasant kind of, feeling it's like going on a roller coaster or like we want to feel like we're alive if if we're at risk oh no doubt yeah it's thrilling mm-hmm. um i i wonder if we could talk about sort of the way the song the the sound design and the production because i think you did something really interesting that's not easy to do where you made you made small quiet things sound huge which is kind of a paradox but it's 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 interesting how you did it you had these far off tiny sounds that were panned hard left and hard right and these things way off in the back that gave a real sense of space to the song that that I thought sounded huge even though so much of the song was was so quiet and so intimate uh yeah I wonder if you could talk about your approach to producing it um yeah honestly just a lot of experimentation um I realized I think yeah, I wanted it to feel kind of stripped, but still, yeah, I, I guess you described it better um, in terms of like spacious almost. <laughs> um, because I also think it's just a matter of me not fully knowing how to do uh, producing stuff. So I, I did what I could figure out and then I stuck to that. Well, I thought um, it was very effective. Oh, great. Thanks. Um, yeah, I wanted it to be things like I had like a flute or like um, the bells. The bells. I wanted to be really noticeable when they came in, but still fade them in. Yeah, they they really they really piqued my interest when I started hearing these sort of rattling textures panned hard left and hard right. It really sort of defined the space of the song. You're like, oh, okay, that's the limit of the song. Like it really felt like the edge, but it felt so far away. Like it it suddenly like gave gave the piece this sort of scope that um that felt really huge and cool oh great i think there's a part where i um i just quit my my mics weren't great so i realized my (laughs) volume would be very low so i was like oh everything has to accommodate my very low voice (laughs) yeah i mean i think that's a cool that sort of speaks to how music production really is about like you know there is there there are sort of conventional wisdoms regarding like what is quote good or bad or quote appropriate or whatever but really like you're just trying to capture and create things and there's no right or wrong way to to capture and create things you could just you just just start goofing around and and um see what happens i think that that seems to have been popping up a lot today which is really cool really cool to see i'm glad that that's something that you've been all exploring in this class because i think that's a really valuable insight Well, I think this. We're, I think we're nearing the end of our time together. I think we've we've. W- is there any? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Um, um, I wanted to give a shout out to uh, a couple of students who aren't here cool. um, for various reasons, but um, 
uh, Mark Perez is also one of our students in the class and, and, and couldn't make it today, and Jonathan Keto as well. So we had a, <coughs> we had a <coughs> classroom of 12, uh, 12 students all together who are all doing really interesting work. But, uh, you know, as, as things go, a couple couldn't make it today, but I did want to at least have their presence known in, the, in our uh, production here um, today. Um, but yeah, were you gonna <coughs> sort of open open it up? I was didn't mean to interrupt you there. Where you were asking if anybody had anything they wanted to add? Certainly. Oh sure, yeah. At this point, but I will say, boy, I mean, I mean, that was uh, that was just fantastic to hear. I heard a lot of <coughs> new songs that I hadn't heard before because uh, some of the pieces are from um, you know some of the writing exercises that we haven't studied studied as in depth the group. Um, and I've heard songs that I'm familiar with, some that were workshops, some that were from other projects and experimentations. I've heard, you know, uh, different ad additions to songs, you know, the sort of evolution of songs. I mean, this is all, it's all really, really super interesting. And, and I think what's, what's amazing about a course like this is that the songs will continue going and they'll continue living. Right. I mean, uh, you know, these are these are some of them are works in progress some of them are, are getting ready to be put on records but you know mm. they'll, they'll all have a life of their own somewhere beyond the classroom and it's and it's really fun to know that they kind of started here and 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 the journey began here and and to see kind of well, you know where the life of the songs kind of go after this uh, you know it's, it's it's pretty exciting actually it is it is a very exciting aspect of 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 making things, you know, they, they yeah. have, you, you give them life. They have, a, they have their own lives and, um, people discover them and then incorporate them into their own lives. And it's really, it's what it's all about. Really. If you ask me, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. well, thank you everyone yeah. for, for taking the time to join. Oh yeah. Spencer. Yeah. You got your hand up. Yeah. I was just going to say, um, I've never been on the radio before and I may never be on the radio again, but thanks Jasper. This is a really cool, experience and talks too for setting it up it's really rad to be able to do this oh it's so thank you my pleasure thanks for mentioning that spencer maybe we should all unmute and give uh, jasper our host a, a big uh, round of applause for hosting being a impeccable host hey thanks a lot thank you, you're too kind really um no really thank you all for taking the time to be here and share um this has been really fun for me i haven't i don't get to do this anymore you know um so it was nice to spend time with folks on the radio and hear all your songs really 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 blown away by by what i heard today okay folks well thanks a lot again and uh keep writing and uh, i hope i hope to see you all soon in real life sometime soon thanks jasper